0: this was like very early body positivity movement. I started the business wanting to help people and that was my life for a really long time. It got me through school. It was such a coping mechanism. Welcome to the audacious
1: founder podcast. This is a podcast for entrepreneurial women. It's going to help you build confidence, obliterate mental blocks, gain knowledge, and harness the audacity to start your business, grow your business, or just start living your life with a whole lot more fucking audacity than you have been. My name's Melissa Manning. I've founded and co-founded more than 13 businesses in 10 years, and I've got more than 45,000 hours of business operating experience that I want to share with you. And I am here to A, learn more, because we're never and done, and B, get you to a new level, a new audacious level. So let's get into it. Being a master in social work. You can say having, as much as you want. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, will. Um, and, and having your certification and being at the first square on this new board. Mm-hmm. If you had to think about what your identity is, mm. like who you are. I mean, because these are titles, right? Master social work. Yeah. This is a title. And so a lot of times we're getting so caught up in what our title is. And we're trying to yeah. identify with that title. But. Ultimately we're not a title. Like we we're and, no, and yeah. that comes down to like putting us in a box. I'm a master of social work, so because of that, I can't be this or I can't do this or I can't look like this. Right. So like yeah in terms of your identity, who are you now and who are you going forward? Even oh. though that will evolve and change as well.
0: Oh gosh, it's like a juicy question because I'm in the process of I think figuring that out at this Always. point. You know, but we always are. Right. Yeah. And so just to go back to like the business part of it, like I was trying so hard to be this entrepreneur and be like the people that I were around me in my social media universe that, um, I wanted to be like, actually, can you talk
1: about that for a minute? Can you talk about just like, let's go all
0: in. Ah, yeah. So I decided to get my personal training certification right when I started school, because I was like, Social workers don't make no money. And so (laughs) I was like, I was just looking at ways, at things that I loved to do. And I was like, okay, this can be an avenue for me to build something else, especially with the therapeutic part of it.
1: Yeah. And so, like you mentioned before, you were so passionate about like all of the the Spartan races and I don't even know what they're all called, but all the of the craziness. different kinds of races. Yeah, yeah. And all the CrossFit and all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that was my
0: life for a really long time. It got me through school. It was like such a coping mechanism mm-hmm. that I just threw myself into it and then you become this person. Like I was in the best shape that I ever was. And, I started the business wanting to help people. This was like very early, like body positivity movement. So now it's like, not that I don't think I could do it because I'm me, like, and I bring something else to the table, but you know, it wasn't as saturated as it was now. It's still kind of like this new concept. Mm -hmm. So my thinking was, Hey, like, these are the struggles that I've gone through as well. I don't really want to, be the type of trainer that's going to shame you into like a kind of body you want. Like I want to get at the root issues. So that's where Let's Go All In was born. The kind of the
1: psychology behind fitness.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, it's not just about calories in, calories out or how much you're moving. It's so much more, right? And especially as women. So that's kind of like where I wanted to tap into. Then I created, this was like right before COVID, I created an event that I was very inspired by the event that we went to, the Lori Harder event. And I was like, wow, like this could be around fitness and around just like loving yourself and like erasing all of the misconceptions that we've been taught as women to feel about our bodies. So I had an event, my first event last January, and then I was slated to have events for the rest of the year. And then they all stopped, obviously, you know, as many people did, I had to pivot and figure out what that was and as I was going through that part of switching to a Zoom format and I got a coach at that point and it was a lot of um, just really connecting with people through social media and I don't know that I loved that part of it. I know that it was something that we all had to adapt to but as I was going through that part of my business and, and like very specifically like gaining leads through social media and like reaching out to people that I didn't know. And, you know, it's all stuff that is great. And I encourage anyone who's building a business to, to do that. But for me, I just wasn't loving it. Like it just felt like so
1: burdensome. Yeah. And I think school also had a lot to do with that, you know, and then. Also like the way it was when you first started, it was, it was something completely opposite of school right? Yeah. It was physical, it was in person, it was energetic, right. and now it was, so it was much more about exactly, community. Yeah, and now it was exactly like school. You had to sit in front of a computer. Yeah,
0: and- I was very quickly uh, losing my motivation for that, which was frustrating for me because I I don't like to not finish things, and I wanted to see it through, but at some point, you know, I needed to buckle down with school. I needed to pick one thing. And that was really hard. It's really hard when you want to do all the things to pick
1: one thing. (laughs) Oh, this is so I, I, and, and you've been invited to the mastermind that I just started. And this is something that keeps coming up. This is something that, that like, we have all of these things that we enjoy doing all of these things that we want to explore. It's so hard to narrow down and focus. Yeah. And I think, especially
0: as a female entrepreneur, you have ideas every single day of the, of the week. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, if you're not consciously managing it, it gets very overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not consciously like, hold up, we can't do everything at once. Like it can be anxiety provoking. Right, because you constantly when, feel like you're not doing enough. Yeah, and then I went through a period of, and this was a culmination of like a lot of different things, of anxiety and depression And not wanting to get out of bed and gaining a ton of weight and like, you know what I mean? Like my life changed a lot and like everybody else's did. And so I think on the other side of that, the fitness business was less important to me. And I really just wanted to go for, I wanted to finish school and then like really get into the social work, my social work career. So I think that is kind of where my identity is heading and just gaining experience wherever I can and building that part of
1: it and then seeing where that goes. What role do you think self-love plays in identity? I think it's such a big part
0: of our identity, but it's also tricky because sometimes I think our identities are born out, like I said before of the difficult things that we go through and sometimes that's not always self-love but I think Mm. you also have to be willing to obviously step out of your comfort zone with it a little bit as well and learn new tools to kind of help you through it to look back on what I've been saying and when we're young when we're in our 20s we're not really consciously thinking about these things but now that I find myself in my mid-30s oh my god I can see it from a different view yeah and now I can consciously look at it with self-love and not like wow I'm struggling
1: struggling struggling I hate myself I hate myself I hate myself you know
0: what I mean I think the view I think it changes as you get older
1: yes and I wrote down how do you love yourself through adversity?
0: Mm, are you
1: asking? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> question mark. <laughs> I don't know exactly what I'm asking. So the question was, how does, what role does self-love play in kind of figuring out what your identity is? And you said that a lot of what helps you to figure out what your identity is, is the opposite of self-love, which is really interesting. To me, and I don't. I feel like I need to like meditate on that a little bit. Yeah, I heard somebody say the other day, self
0: love is also making yourself do the hard things.
1: Yeah, which doesn't feel you like self love. No,
0: but it is because I think the only way to get on the only like way through adversity is just exactly that. It's through it. Like you have to deal with it, and you have to allow yourself to deal with it, but then also have practices in place that assist you so maybe therapy or like a you know traditional self-care practice having hobbies like just things that will help you get through it having community Mm -hmm. um I think is a big part of it as well and there's even communities that like are specific to whatever you're going through like a support group there's a support group for everything I think it's it's going through the adversity part which doesn't feel like self-love but then also having those self-love practices to, to assist you through it. Cause we can't do anything alone, right? Like you just can't. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for talking about all this stuff with me today. I was really excited about our conversation because we always have conversations like this, but this one exceeded my expectations. And it's, it's just really cool to kind of get a recap of everything you have gone my life (laughs) yeah but so thank you so much i love talking with you about this stuff and i love you and so please let us know how people can contact you if they want to connect with you let people know how they can find you
0: you're so welcome i feel like every we've had many conversations that we're like why didn't we record this so (laughs) so i am currently on a little bit of a hiatus from social media. But if you will, if you want to message me, you certainly can. I'll get back to you at some point. Um, my handle is at underscore. Let's go all in
1: underscore. That sounds right. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Good. Okay. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, thank you so much. And I'll probably talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Thank you guys so much for listening. What a great conversation with Amanda Lopez. As always, it is an honor to have you as a listener. I would appreciate it so much if you would share this with your friends and leave us a five-star review because that's just going to make it easier for other people to find us having all of these conversations has made me think about brand identity, right? When we're talking about our own personal identity, how does that relate to when we're creating an identity for our business? So make sure to join me next week for that episode. And if you really enjoyed the conversation with Amanda, she is coming back a couple episodes from now to talk about self comparison, something that most of us ladies are very guilty of. So stay tuned for that as well. Can't wait to talk to you again soon. Have a great day. Bye.